0: In the morning, when you need the news that matters most,
1: they can kiss my ass right downtown and print it.
0: You need the front page.
1: All these mother editorials
0: on the press box.
1: They're really, really behind you around here. My ass.
0: With Granny and Bischoff.
1: Rip them mother. Rip them country suckers like the players.
2: Some news from Brett McMurphy this morning. The 2025 college football playoff national title game, supposed to be in Las Vegas, is apparently going to be moved out of Las Vegas to Atlanta.
0: Why do you Um, suppose that is?
2: So I know the, the RJ had a story about this, that it might get moved a couple of weeks ago. But the reasoning is that the college football championship game is the same weekend that uh CES the consumer electronics show is in Las Vegas and according to Brett McMurphy the college football playoff asked CES to move (laughs) good luck and CES said no (laughs) and Las Vegas in turn asked the college football playoff to move the title game and the college football playoff said we're not moving the title game so we're just not going to host the college football playoff right. game until one of these two events are not played on this same weekend.
0: I just don't think CES is moving.
2: I don't either. It's Is it is it our biggest yearly event?
0: Excuse me. I had to go uh, mute there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's one but of like, ours, if not the biggest.
2: Yeah, like it's, it's maybe the most important yes. event to Las Vegas that happens on a yearly basis. Yeah, I don't think it's moving either. So... Yeah, this, this reminds me of, do you remember, was it two, year, three years ago when the Mountain West had to move its conference tournament up a week because there was a cement uh, <laughs> expo in Las yes. Vegas and the hotel rooms were going to be too expensive. So they were like, all right, we're just going to move it up. Because this Cement Expo is going to cost us too much money to book hotel rooms. It's it's funny when there are supporting events that are wanting to be or supposed to be in Las Vegas. And some random thing like Cement or, the CE or CES <laughs> is just way bigger. And it's like, all right, you're bigger than us. So we're not going to be in Vegas. I don't care about your next question. Sham Shardy reported yesterday that Ben Simmons will have back surgery this week week uh adrian rosnarowski said he'll be out three to four months uh but should be back in time for training camp in the start of
0: the season sure.
2: what what happened sure. here what he was close to coming back and now he has to have back surgery what what happened here was he well, ever actually close he
0: was healthy he was fresh Uh, And uh, everyone expected him to be at practice, uh, but he didn't show up the next day. Then everyone said, yeah, you're going to be at practice next day. He didn't show up there. Then on Saturday, he had a uh, a consultation with the team doctor. And team doctor said, I think you need ending surgery. Uh, They wanted to back him up, but they got swept. So he didn't need to back up anybody. And now he's having surgery. I have to think that's the way it went.
2: I just like did he not need surgery earlier did he make it worse did it get yeah. worse on its own like i know back injuries can be weird and problematic but it just seems weird that we were like a week ago talking about this guy potentially playing a playoff game and now he's having surgery on his back
0: back surgery not good those are the ones that uh make you cringe and uh, i don't does... know i'm gonna believe it when i see it when he's back for I was, I was gonna say does
2: he, does he play next yeah, year like I don't know I this guy surely he's got to surely he has to play a game next season in the NBA
0: well Luke will play one before him
2: <laughs> he's he's out three to four months do we see him before Christmas that's
0: oh seven it's months point. from now That's a good point oh I don't man. know I'm gonna believe yeah. when I see it when he's on the floor again
2: I'll say yes Ben Simmons plays an NBA game before Christmas
0: christmas of what year (laughs)
1: wow
0: sorry
2: um i got you thank you sorry sorry real madrid beat man city six five in a champions league semifinal did you watch it yesterday ed
0: no i did not but i saw i saw a lot of twitter updates so i was... was able i was able to stay with it uh throughout twitter
2: it was so two games right over the course of two games, uh, Real Madrid won six to five man city led five to three in the 90th minute. Real Madrid then scored in the 90th and the 91st minute. And that forced extra time. Then they drew a penalty in extra time scored an extra time. And that was the game winning goal. One of the most incredible comebacks that we've seen to score two goals in the 90th minute or later to tie it is. Pretty remarkable. So you're saying Uh, I should have watched? Yes, you should have absolutely at least the last you know five minutes minutes of of regulation. (laughs) Of uh, yeah. Uh, Now Real Madrid will play Liverpool in the Champions League final. Uh, That's coming up at the very end. I think that's Memorial Day weekend. Uh, But that should be a very good one. And Real Madrid is they've been on they've knocked out what is it? PSG, Chelsea, and Man City, and now Liverpool. They have had an unbelievable path. And they keep knocking teams out left and right here in the Champions League. It's been an incredible run for Real
0: Madrid. You're going to give a uh, hot take early on who wins the final?
2: Uh, Liverpool wins, but uh, yeah, the way the way Real Madrid's been playing, they'll probably be down three nothing in the 80th minute and win. Come all four the way, way back four three. Yeah, but I, I think Liverpool's better and Liverpool wins. Oh, Next question. Standing in your corner. Next question. Micah Parrish committed to San Diego State. He is from Oakland, averaged 12 points per game last season. Evan Maya has him as a 357th best transfer. So here's my question for you to compare this type of transfer to the majority of what Kevin Kruger has gotten. Would you rather have little used power conference transfer or a smaller school like Oakland's number two score?
0: Oh, I might rather have the uh, power conference kid. Who's played? Who's been around in bigger games? Been around bigger atmospheres. Um, Even a, if they haven't
2: played in very many.
0: Of them. Yeah, apparently this kid reading is. You see, he's number two score, but I think he's all defensive team and his conference. They don't really recruit guys who can't play defense. He visited. He visited Michigan State and West Virginia. I, you know, when you hear visit, you don't know how strong those teams were in on him. But those are pretty good college. Those are pretty big schools to visit. Um, Oakland has good offensive players. Uh, they score a lot of points, uh, but it was only twelve per game last season. So, again, he's six six. If he can defend, um, he'll fit right in. He's kind of the typical San Diego State player, kind of long six six kid who supposedly, again, he was all defense in his his conference. I don't really know what that means, um, but uh, he's he seems more like a even though he's not from a power conference transfer, he seems more like some of the kids that are Kevin Kruger's getting where, you know, he's defense first, although. Obviously, he played more offensively than some of the kids Kruger's getting.
2: Who, uh, does anybody break 70 points in a matchup between UNLV and San Diego State this year?
0: Oh, well, they don't do that usually, right? Even San Diego State, Even San Diego State's <laughs> been better. Point. That's a good point. Even San Diego State's <laughs> been better, they've been in like the mid-60s and UNLV's been in, uh, you know, the low 60s, high 50s. Uh, so I don't, now that UNLV's, you know, essentially looks like they're going to be much better defensively, I would say 70s reaching.
2: The two games last year, 62-55 and 80-55. UNLV scored 55 in both games. It was just a matter of how good San Diego State got was. got 80? They got 80 on wow. UNLV. It's rough. That's, that's a rough year. That's here.
0: a rough time when you let those guys get 80. Yeah. Uh,
2: last year, the year before, they only played once. San Diego State scored 71. UNLV scored 62. Okay. So pushing 70 is going to be uh, the year before San Diego state got 71 in a win over UNLV. So okay. pushing 70 is going to be, be I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say no, I'm going to say the winner yeah. of both of those games scores in the 60s Mid-60s. and nobody actually gets to 70. Next question. So there's a story in the athletic kind of looking back at the off season and the Cowboys trade of Amari Cooper and They might have blown this really, really badly. So I'm going to run through some of the wide receiver trades. Tyreek Hill got traded to Miami for a first, a second, two fourths, and a sixth. Devontae Adams got traded here to Vegas for a first and a second. A.J. Brown to Philly for a first and a fourth. Even Hollywood Brown got traded for a first round pick. Now, there was a third round pick included with Hollywood Brown, but there was a first round pick coming back. The Dallas Cowboys got a fifth round pick from the Cleveland Browns. Amari Cooper how like he might not be Tyree killer Devonte Adams but he's better than Hollywood yes. Brown and should have gotten more than a fifth round pick
0: fleeced fleeced Tyler <laughs> Um, and it was before all these others so maybe I don't know maybe as they went along and these these Devonte Adams of the world and all of them started signing huge contracts the market you know increased for guys like this. Um, but you know he was one of the first ones to go here and obviously they undervalued him and now that they're looking back at it I'm sure they're like man we got we got taken there
2: yeah like there's uh, there's there was a level with Amari Cooper of contract and I think there was a guarantee kicking in and, and the Cowboys needed to shed some salary and all that so they didn't have a lot of great leverage but like Devontae Adams forced his way out of Green Bay. The Chiefs weren't willing to pay Tyreek Hill. The Titans apparently weren't willing to pay AJ. Like, none of the teams that traded away wide receivers had very good leverage. They all didn't have good leverage. But they all managed to get a first-round pick out of it, whereas the Cowboys, who also didn't have leverage, got a fifth-round pick. Like, that's brutal. And if you look back, of all the teams that traded for wide receivers, right, Amari Cooper, again, not as good as AJ Brown, Devontae Adams, or Tyreek Hill. But that's the best trade anybody made because the Browns didn't have to give them a first-round sure. pick to get best, it.
0: best trade Cleveland's made in a long yeah. time.
2: Like it, it, for any for for Philly or Miami or De- or Vegas, like you look back and you say, "Wow, we we wish we would have traded for Amari Cooper and a fifth-round pick we gave up instead of a first-round pick because that's just significantly better value." The Raiders could have had like w- the the simple question is: Would you rather have Devontae Adams or would you rather have had Amari Cooper and whoever you draft in the yeah. first round? And I think the answer is Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper. whoever he drafted in the first exactly. round. Because that's a very valuable pick to have. So I just, I, I'm amazed. Till I didn't, I don't know. I, we, we talked about it at the time. We talked about all these wide receiver trades. I didn't really realize it. But reading that story, I was like, Jesus, they got absolutely <laughs> hammered in this. Because, Man, you know, that's a great question. God, Jalen Hurts yesterday talked to the media. He said, it's understood. It's my opportunity. It's my team. It's pretty much what it is, my team. So I'm ready to go. Is this yeah. his last and only chance to prove that he's good?
0: It might be. Look at some of the receivers he has. I mean, if 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 he can't be if he can't be really good this year, maybe they it's a Derek Carr situation where I, I don't know exactly where he sits. He's still in the rookie deal, yeah. So uh, yeah, he is. I mean, he's still in the rookie deal. It might be Derek Carr situation though. Though if. Uh, you know, they, they look for someone else if he's not great this year. Or, do, you know, I th- here's the thing I think the Eagles are kind of sneaky good. I think people will favor Dallas in the, in the East. I'm not so sure about that. I'm not so sure about that. I think the Eagles are going to be really good.
2: I, so here's the curious part on him. What's more important, team success or Jalen Hurts success? Like if they,
0: well, if they win but, the division,
2: if they win the division, but Jalen Hurts isn't very good. Would they move on from him?
0: Oh, they could. I think they could.
2: And on the flip side, what if they miss the playoffs, but but he's he's great? But he's good. Then I think it's easier
0: easier to keep him.
2: Okay. So I'm just curious. Yeah. I wonder how they evaluate that because what is, and and it ultimately is probably going to be tied together. If Hurts is really good, they're probably going to be be good. good. But there is the chance that, like, he's good, but the team sucks or right. vice versa. The team's good and he sucks. And I wonder how they evaluate it. I believe next year, Philadelphia has two first round picks. So if and the Philadelphia quarterback class is huge, right? If Philadelphia doesn't believe in Hertz, they will probably have the ability to go up right. and get a quarterback, whether they already get the pick or they need to trade up. They'll probably have the ability to do so. So it's a big year for Hertz. And I'm I'm curious to see how exactly he gets evaluated. All right, coming up next. We'll jump into some UNLV basketball.
0: We're back to the press box with Grainy and Bischoff.
2: We're going to talk to Kevin Kruger at 9 o'clock today. He talked to Mike Ramallah, though, earlier this week and gave some quotes on Isaiah Cottrell and some other things in the UNLV world. Actually, let's let's start with this Donovan Williams quote. So here's what Kevin Krueger said. Donovan is in a unique situation where I think he's got an opportunity to open a lot of eyes in the NBA world. But if he wants to come back and use another year of college, we'd be excited for him to come back. His versatility would give us a lot of options to do things from a style approach where we maybe play a little smaller, a little up-tempo, and more disruptive than we were last year. We heard from Mike Grimala earlier in the show. Mike thinks Donovan Williams is done. Mike thinks Donovan Williams is going to go pro Uh, and keep his name in the NBA draft and not come back to college. Have you changed your mind at all? Do you think Donovan Williams is a guy that might end up uh, leaving college and going pro?
0: Well, after listening to Mike, who knows more about it than I do, uh, if the kid is just waiting for one team to say maybe in the second round, then I think there's a good chance he does go. A lot of kids say, I want to hear first round, or I want to hear multiple teams saying I'm going to get drafted. But if Mike is right and he's just waiting for one team to say that, I'm surprised. I thought, listen, when he went out, I thought he's coming back for sure. Like, I didn't even think. I think you're just going to test the waters. You get um, evaluations back. They'll tell you you need to work on things. You'll come back and try to work on them, and then you'll go. Um, it seems like what Mike said, the kid wants to go play pro somewhere. I mean, obviously, he wants to go in the NBA, but even if it is in the NBA. And, and that's a lot of these kids just, you know, look, it's it's their choice. and it's, it's up to them. And if they feel it's time to go play pro somewhere, then, you know, more power to them. Good for them. Um, you want kids in college who, who want to be there and are excited to be there. And if this kid's heart is more towards trying to get drafted or more trying to play pro, then, hey, that's his decision. That's his prerogative.
2: And that, to me, is the interesting part is Donovan Williams playing professionally, not in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Right. How how willing is he to turn pro, leave college? and having the awareness that hey i might not make it in the nba but maybe i can play in a different league somewhere else or maybe it's the g league or something like that because if he's willing to do that then donovan williams is gone right Don- donovan williams is not coming back to unlv if he's willing to do that because he can probably donovan williams can probably make money playing basketball professionally somewhere next season it's just a matter of how willing are you to move to europe to do it or whatever country you end up doing Can he it in. play in the g league uh, probably. I would think okay. so.
0: All right. Um, Maybe a good players. Uh,
2: the G League is paying more money, but it's not to everybody. And he would not be the the guys that are you know at a high school but aren't going to college for a year that get paid six figures. Right. He would not get
0: that. The the um, the, the Jaden Hardys.
2: Right. Exactly. But he would. He could absolutely play in the G League, but he probably wouldn't be making a whole lot of money. He actually, in all seriousness, might actually be able to make more NIL money going back to college than he would in the G League. So I, I'm curious to see what exactly his thought process is because it might simply be, hey, I'm, I'm a basketball player. I want to be a professional. I, I, finally did, I finally got a chance to play in college and showed enough people yeah. that I'm going pro. Even, even if I don't get drafted in the second round, I'm, I'm still turning pro and playing somewhere. If that's his mindset, then he's he's not coming back to UNLV. Okay. So from the UNLV standpoint, I have viewed him as sort of his return as maybe one of the most important parts of the offseason for UNLV. Do you view it the same yes. way? Yes.
0: I mean, you, you've asked the question a million times. Who's going to score for them? Yeah. I mean, if, it's, it's <laughs> he, he would have been a big part in that. If he comes back...
2: He's probably their leading scorer, right? You're talking about a guy that shot 40-plus percent from three last year was the number two scorer, and granted, he got relegated to coming off the bench after his injury uh, late in the season, but it's still most likely the best offensive player they have. Without him, Elijah Harkless has the best track record of any guy on this team offensively. Uh, Jackie Johnson, the guy from Duquesne, is probably second best. But Elijah Harkless has not been efficient as a college basketball player. Uh, he spent two years at Oklahoma. Wasn't efficient there. Two years before that at Northridge. And wasn't very efficient there either. So there's a lot of question marks. Uh, even if Don Williams does come back. But especially if he doesn't. There's a lot of question marks. As to who's going to score for this team. And if it's Elijah Harkless. Can he be efficient? Can right. he be a guy that's not a volume scorer? Can he be a guy that produces at an efficient level. Cause what they had last year in Bryce Hamilton, Bryce Hamilton was never the most efficient player, but Bryce Hamilton was efficient enough that it worked. And I don't know that I, that Elijah Harkless or anybody on this team can be efficient enough to where they can be the number one guy on a team that right. is contending in the mountain West.
0: No. And, and wouldn't it have to be, I mean, there's no Bryce Hamilton and, you know, you made the point all along, and I don't think they've succeeded in that. They needed someone as good or better than Bryce Hamilton, and right. I don't think they have that yet. And I mean, I I think they what they have now, since Baker went in, they have two scholarships available. But those kind of guys are leaving the portal pretty quick, and they're usually going to power fives.
2: Yeah. So, I, and and that's the the interesting part about sort of the the roster building idea or the path that UNLV took was going heavy on the defensive guys. And Mike mentioned it. Guy goes in the portal that was averaging 18 points per game somewhere. He's got an unbelievable list of schools oh, sure. that are after him. And UNLV's chances of landing that type of player probably aren't very high. I mean, hell, the best one of the best players in the transfer portal is a guy from SMU. Kevin Kruger hired an assistant coach away from SMU, and they were never even in the conversation. They were
0: never on his list, it appeared.
2: And that's like, that's probably the the way if UNLV were to land a, you know, guy, a number top 10 transfer in the country or something that everybody wanted, it would probably be, be because they hired some assistant coach that was really close right. with that guy, right? Like, that's what would have happened. But they didn't even get on Kendrick Davis's list coming out of SMU. So Mike's point, I think, was a good one. If you're UNLV you're probably not getting the top 10 scores, the top 20 scores that are in the transfer portal, but you can probably land some of the top 20, top 30 defensive guys in the transfer portal. And if you can get enough of those, maybe you can have a top 20 defense by, you know, efficiency measures next year. And it still might not be enough offensively to be in the NCAA tournament. But if you are trying to find the easiest path to build an NCAA tournament level team,
0: That's probably
2: it. It, it, One is landing the superstar in the transfer portal. That's hard to do if you don't do that. The second best path probably is to go heavy on defense and try to be... Well, it seems like
0: that's what he's done.
2: Right, and try to be... You're not going to score on us. I mean, we're not going to score either, but you're not going to score on us, and that's your path to go into the NCAA tournament.
0: I wonder if the ones coming back are going to be better defensively or if it's just he went in the portal because he didn't think he had a lot of great defensive players.
2: Yeah, I mean, you look at it like uh, Keyshawn Gilbert was tremendous defensively last year. Um, Vicky Walker and and David Walker were both better defensively than they were offensively at, in the front court. So they they had a solid, you know, three maybe four guys defensively, uh, but they absolutely came in and, and loaded up the defensive players. I mean, it it's one of the it's it's one of the rare times I think you look at a roster and say they specifically recruited over their own players on the defense on the defensive end like they they specifically came in and said we're gonna find a better defender at every position on the floor and they might have done that Keyshawn gilbert might still end up being sort of their best defensive point guard overall but they might have actually pulled that off because elijah harkless uh, from everybody that's talked about him leaving oklahoma and coming to unlv he he might be one of, like, the best defenders in the country. Like, he's probably going to be one of the best defenders in the Mountain West, but there's a chance Elijah Harkless might be one of the best defenders in the entire country next year. And again, you got to score some, but the path might be as simple as we're just going to have... it really
0: good defensively.
2: We're just going to have such a good defense that, yeah, our offense might suck a little, but our defense is going to carry us to enough wins, and, you know, Ken Palm's important, net, net ranking's important, it's going to be good enough that even a, a below-average offense is going to be – we're still going to be in the conversation for the NCAA tournament. So it's it's fascinating. I, we'll talk to Kevin Kruger at 9 o'clock about some of it too and sort of the the philosophy of the offseason because this team could – they could very well be a, a
0: top-20 top defensive team yes.
2: and, I don't know, 108th, 110th offensively, and it's kind of like a struggle so, for them to score. So did
0: Mike change your mind?
2: On Donovan Williams? Or
0: did you always think he was going? Because I didn't think Um, he was going.
2: I always thought he was coming back. I I guess I wasn't as convinced as maybe you or a lot of UNLV fans were. Um, But I always did think he was going to come back. But the way Mike talked about it, yeah, I'd I'd lean a lot more towards he doesn't come back. I don't know that I'm solely convinced because is he actually going to hear from NBA teams that, yeah, we might. Uh, but, yeah, it certainly seems like it. It, it sh- there should be some preparations from the UNLV fan base for Donovan Williams not to die. stay in the NBA right. draft and not come back to college. Coming up next, Darren Millard joins the show.
1: Maroon is not just a color. This is the VGK Update with Darren Millsy Millard. Ed. Where's darren what
0: uh we're trying again we're trying another number right now we're trying again
2: what are, what are we doing here darren millard come well, on. well this
0: this one's uh this one's uh not on darren this is on us this is on what did we do? On did
2: us. did did we have the wrong number for darren
0: we have the right one now oh let's see if he answers let's see if oh. this kicks on now we have the right number but it doesn't mean he's answering
2: <laughs> jeez i'm still blaming him it's still gonna be his fault every time unbelievable
0: Unbelievable. Danny's got a, a face looking at me right now that uh, no one's answering the phone.
2: No one's answering the phone. Man.
0: I don't think I don't think Millsy understands that he's still on the air with us. What's he Look, having, at, shoulder I, surgery or something? I don't. Yeah, well, he's he's healthy and he's fresh. Uh, I saw him the other day. He looked fresh. Looked fresh the other day at the uh, four-hour uh, um, exit interviews with the uh, Golden Knights as they brought in a total of nine players. A head coach and a general manager. Nine they brought players.
2: in nine players. They brought in nine oh. players.
0: You know that's a weird way to do it. Um, I thought Batman said that their room was going to be open. You know he wanted NHL rooms back open. So usually on exit interviews, you're able to go in the room and just kind of pick out who you want. Um, go ahead, keep trying, Danny. Is it is it going to voicemail? <laughs> keep trying. Just keep ringing his phone. Just keep ringing his phone until he, until he until he answers. Um, usually. <laughs> You might have been at some of these. So you go in and you pick who you want, and that way you know you yeah. get it over with. Say, hey, I'll talk to Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty. I don't need to talk to nine guys. I'm going to talk to these two guys. But since their room is still closed, which I don't know why. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> given how they <laughs> feel about the media, I do know why. Um, the people upstairs, not everybody out there. I don't want to paint everyone the same brush. A couple people out there, not the biggest media fans. Um, so they brought guys in one by one. And that kind of made it a longer deal, um, but it was good. You know, obviously, it was most of the team leaders and most of the vets uh, came in and uh, had their say, and I think most were very honest. Um, the hockey players are really honest. They're, I mean, they, they kind of say what's on their mind. They don't always you know, buy into the company lineup. Well, your coach or your GM said this. I mean, a couple times Max Paciari said, I don't agree with that. And then he just said what he said what he thought. So I actually thought that you know they're cool to talk to. If I if I had to pick one sport to talk to in terms of the things I cover, I would pick hockey players. I think they're pretty pretty straightforward and pretty honest. Marcia so, I mean, there's some guys in that team like Marchessault so and and Max Pacioretty who are very very honest with their feelings, and you know that helps us. Danny is smiling at me in the way that he has now called Darren Millard 16 times. It's it's a very
2: awkward smile because the number in the rundown it sounded it, it sounded like a kid picked up and I oh. said is Darren there? And she said no. And I said okay, sorry. And that was after maybe 5 or 6 calls on that number. And now <laughs> I've called this number about 6 or 7 times.
0: And that's the number oh. I gave you.
2: Yep. So now we're we're up to about 12 maybe 13 phone calls.
0: And we're going to blame Milzy the entire time.
2: Yes. Oh, of uh, I, he, he has some kid answering the phone being like, no, Darren doesn't exist. Okay, he's so not the, here. Okay, so
0: the number I gave you, Danny, is correct because when I push messages, it comes up with all my texts to him.
2: Okay, well. Uh, when <laughs> and I... my last
0: text was, are you good to go? And it was said it was delivered.
2: Well, these uh, these last two attempts to call him, they got shorter and shorter rings before it went
0: to voicemail. Boy, he's not good to go. <laughs> wow. Tyler, we're waiting, for this, uh, we're waiting for this meeting to happen with the board and, and, and the two, and the two uh, head honchos over there. I wonder when this is going to happen. I kind of keep refreshing Twitter to see if there's updates.
2: Surely it's happened, right?
0: I would think it's Thursday, and they had this thing on Tuesday, and he said later this week, maybe today, maybe, I can't believe they're going to go to tomorrow. I mean, what, who else was there to evaluate out there? I mean, they evaluated every player. Every player went through an exit interview. I don't know who's evaluating McCrimmon and McPhee. I hope someone is. Um, but yeah, they would, they would have that, uh, they would have that meeting by now. I would assume.
2: Yeah. I mean, what else are they doing the rest of the week? Like you got to decide if you're bringing the coach back or not. That would seem to be pretty important decision to make. I actually, I, one of the curious parts of this is the way it was phrased was like, yeah, the was saying he's going to meet with McCrimmon and McCrimmon was like, yeah, we got to meet and make a decision on that or whatever. Is it Kelly McCrimmon's decision?
0: Oh, I think it's I, – I think ultimately it's Bill Foley's decision. Uh, he'll get input, obviously. I mean, those two will tell him what they think, although I think McPhee – I still think I, – I think McPhee has Foley's ear more than anyone out there. Like until someone proves me wrong, I'm going to believe that, and I think it's more McPhee and what he would think. I mean, obviously McCrimmon would have his uh, opinion, but I'll tell you one thing, the way McCrimmon talked the other day, maybe someone's evaluating him as well. Well, and that that was my main question. There is who's evaluating him, and when when is that meeting? Right, because we've
2: talked about this for weeks now about the idea that somebody could get fired, and it could happen in the front office. I mean, you have a a general manager, and then somebody above him in George McPhee that has been a general manager before. They certainly don't need Kelly McCrimmon. So, like there's got to be some level of, okay, is Kelly McCrimmon keeping his job or is Kelly McCrimmon just walking around thinking, yep, I'm the GM. I'm about to decide who the coach is and all this. Like, it's it's an interesting part there where if you take the idea, like you said, that George McPhee has Bill Foley's ear, how likely is it that Bill Foley sort of, even after this year where they missed the playoffs and had off-ice stuff that was, you know, embarrassing for the organization, how likely is it, that this season ended Foley sat down with McPhee and McPhee said, listen, here's what happened and here's what we're going to do. And Bill Foley just said, sounds good to me that you do whatever you need to do.
0: I don't know if Bill Foley is a complete sounds good to me guy. He appears to want to have this, you know, in, in his other businesses, you've heard people say that uh, if things aren't going well, he'll move on from people. Uh, and this is his other businesses. They, now they moved on from Gerard Gallant, uh, in the middle of a season, and I'm sure he had to sign off on that. Uh, but I, you know, the whole army and you know, do 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 your job and all of that that comes into pretty much every decision it seems like he makes. I would think he has a big say in this. But again, if he trusts McPhee, that's going to go a long way in doing what McPhee wants in this situation.
2: Yeah, and that, I, and I guess if we're operating under that belief that Bill Foley still has the utmost trust in
0: george, george McPhee,
2: mcphee that mcphee is the guy he hired and he trusts mcphee mcphee's done a good enough job overall or whatever what exactly does it take to lose or break that trust right like like if that's still the case after this year if Foley's still sort of deferring i think is the right word if he's still deferring to george mcphee's decision making what would it take for foley to change that what would it take for foley to come in and say okay i've listened to you so far we're not. It's not working out. I'm going to have to either make a change that you're not suggesting, or change you. Right? I, I wonder what that would take. If in fact he's still deferring to George McPhee's ideas and opinions on who should stay, who should go, and how to fix everything.
0: Another year like this year?
2: I would guess so. I mean, if they if they don't make the playoffs again next year, there's going to be. I I have to imagine there's people fired before the season even ends. Right? Like that it's going to happen in season because. If they for for
0: any reason let's say they get off to just a terrible start 2 for and 2 any
2: point. reason even if guys are injured again but for any reason this team starts the year you know 8 19 and 2 or something bad like that the the pressure's going to be on and i have to imagine Pete DeBoer would absolutely go in that scenario that the front office would say ah we're making a change of coach hopefully that'll turn it around And if it doesn't to a point where they make the playoffs, right, if they still end up missing, then I have to imagine Bill Foley would come in and say two years in a row. Yeah, you guys are gone because this is a team that how many many months ago do we need to say seven months ago? They were a cup contender. Yeah, I mean, I mean, hell, less fact, than seven months ago. they were supposedly a cup
0: contender to begin this season.
2: Yeah, I mean, less than seven months ago, we were talking about, well, they'll have Mark Stone on long-term IR, and then once the postseason gets here, activate him, and they'll win the Stanley Cup. Like, this team is... Supposed to be a cup contender, and if they, and even if they have ridiculous injuries again, if they miss again next season, I think there's
0: got to be here. a change. We're gonna set a record here. We're gonna set a record here because don't we tell me, Darren. We, just we have to the we phone. have to give him a hard time anyway. But we got to set yeah. a record for questions. Here he is, Darren Millard. Hello, Darren. What are you doing? Yeah, Ed,
1: it was great to see you this week.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't. don't you don't look
2: give fresh. You look trees. It's eight forty three, <laughs> and you just answered the phone.
1: No, it was the first time it called. Oh, come oh, on. Daddy it? called
0: six times. Daddy's come sitting right on. here. He's laughing. He just said he called six times. Well, oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> Unbelievable.
2: Well, we've got to go to break soon, so you're gonna to have to answer all of these questions awesome. with one with one word, okay? Okay. Who is actually making the decision to fire or bring back Pete Deboer?
1: Collaboratively.
2: Is yeah. the entire front office safe in terms of their job security? Yes, is Robin Leonard back next year? Um, I don't know. That's more than one word, but it was it was uh, good in one undet- syllable. Undetermined. Undetermined.
1: Uh, because of Logan Thompson and, uh, and the salary cap, uh, uh, I, I think that's uh, that's a, a good uh, problem to deal with right now. I I expect Robin Robin Leonard to to bounce back in a massive way. I, I really do. With full health. I think he's going to be great.
0: Would you be surprised if Pete DeBoer is not the coach next year?
1: Uh, Yes.
2: Is there a rift between Leonard and Pete DeBoer? Uh, No. Uh, Do the Golden Knights, and maybe Leonard fits into this, but do the Golden Knights move on from a big name or big salary, or do they work around the edges to get cap compliant for next year?
1: Well, it's going to be difficult to work around the edges when you have to get, uh, get down uh, the number of dollars that they're going to have to get down to. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if somebody of a $5 million range uh, is, is, is moved on from or, or higher. Uh, that's just the reality of it. Uh, I said to run it back, to truly run it back, uh, they'll have to move on from four or, or, or fewer uh, next year. Uh, that sounds like a lot, but in a salary cap world, that's that's kind of like the minimum.
0: Are you fresh and healthy?
1: <laughs> uh, no. Okay. <laughs> no, but getting better. But getting better, Ed. Good. Getting, good. Getting getting a lot We're better. We're happy about that. But uh, but, uh, but but not quite uh, fresh and healthy. We're Just, happy about that. Yeah. Oh my God.
2: Well, I mean, we we kind of got. Why do you Baron. have
1: to be like that when 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 Ed's nice? Why do you <laughs> yes, have to be so yes. disgusted by that?
2: You answered the phone at 8.43. We're supposed to break it like 8.44, Darren. Uh,
1: but you would be disgusted by niceties anyway. Yes.
2: Yes. I'm a oh, nice one. Yeah, the clock has is, nothing
1: to do with that.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, no. You, did, you have not earned this whole let's be nice to Darren thing today. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice is not the default setting. You have to earn the nice setting. And you I did not us, earn
1: it I today. take us late I take us to eight fifty every week anyway. Right. You ruin you ruin our clock
2: every week. Yes. So, I'm hundred yeah. percent aware.
0: Does George yes. McPhee still does does George uh George? Does Bill Foley still believe in George McPhee as much as ever? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's what nice. I that's what I, I, I agree with you. I think that that's yeah. the adheres to uh basically what McPhee thinks and and he still trusts him. I I mean I I'm totally a belief of that.
1: You put the players in the lineup. I think this team's a Stanley Cup contender. Uh, you take all those players out. That's a, a, a team that's going to have trouble qualifying for the playoffs, and they were they were just on the outside. Like I, I look at some of these teams in the playoffs, I, I would take Vegas over them. Um, and then you're seeing the challenges of teams that are that are three deep in goaltending, some of, right. and it's and it's really difficult. Get out of here, Darren.
0: Thank you, Darren. We appreciate it.
1: I, Ed. Yes. Always a, Always great a pleasure, vendor. my friend. I
0: appreciate your text.
1: I appreciate it. Tyler, you. you can go eat a banana <laughs> and an apple.
0: Yeah, because I'll do you it never, on time. Never, He's the only um, maroon. I'm not a maroon.
1: Yeah, you've <laughs> never had an apple or a banana, so go eat one.
2: I'll do it on time, is what I'll do. But I will <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you, Darren. Thanks, Darren. Thank
2: you, Darren. See you there's Darren Millard for about two minutes. Coming up next. We got a lot in in two minutes. We apparently did. That's uh, ridiculous. We'll see who can uh, show us up this next segment too. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las
0: Vegas studios. This is the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff.
2: All right, Ed, I've got something to complain about for you here real quick. Um, last night, Millsy? before I complain, no, well, no Millsy already got yelled at before I actually complain, last night in the CONCACAF champions league final, Seattle beat Pumas three, nothing and, and they won the CONCACAF champions league. It's the first time since 2000 that an MLS team has won CONCACAF. So good job. Seattle, uh, did something that hasn't been done in a very long time, but here's my complaint. Where the hell is our MLS team? It's is it at the first quarter? It's May. It's the second quarter. Yes, we're, we're a month into the second quarter. We're getting close to the third quarter. Like Don Garber in December, the commissioner of Major League Soccer, said that there was going to be an announcement about expansion in quarter one of 2022. Quarter one is over. Quarter one has been over for a month and we have no announcement about expansion in Las Vegas, where the hell is my MLS team?
0: Can I give you a hot take?
2: We're not getting one?
0: No, I, we're getting one. That in August, it will be announced that Las Vegas and San Diego get MLS teams.
2: Why August?
0: I'm just giving you a hot take. Okay. All <laughs> just, right. give, it, just giving you a hot take.
2: So quarter three is what yeah. I've got to wait for now. I am. If the hot the take hell? comes true. Okay. What are we doing here? Wait, why would they give San Diego?
0: I think they're going to give San Diego team and I think they they're going to play out of the new San Diego State uh football stadium 35,000 which I I understand I have not been there yet uh, is actually going to look better for soccer than it is actually football and it's going to play better for soccer than football. That's my so- that's my uh that's just my my hot take. I uh uh well, I shouldn't say I have no inside knowledge. It's a hot take. But I believe that that's what's going to happen.
2: If that comes true, that would be teams 30 and 31. Mm -hmm. And then they would presumably want to add a 32nd at some point along the way. So I hope you're right. I also hope we get some sort of word from Don Garber about why nothing's happened in quarter one. Because in that instance, we'd be through quarter two. Do you think
0: it has something to do with the facility and what's happening with that? And I mean, they're going to have to build it.
2: I think this 100% has to do with Wes Edens, the potential owner of a team in Las Vegas, either not being willing or the cost being too much uh, for either a stadium or an expansion fee. I think that that's it. Because I, the way Don Garber talked about it, if Wes Edens has written a check for the expansion fee and was willing to pay for the entire stadium construction, it would be done. And we yes. would have an MLS yes. team. it got to be money. And would just be... We'd just be waiting for the stadium to get built for us to have a team that started playing.
0: I can't wait to see what the expansion fee is.
2: It's going to be because I think it's going to be exorbitant. It's going to be more than
0: half a million. Excuse me. Half a billion that uh, half a billion that others have paid in the past.
2: So I fully, I fully believe that's the reason that it's not necessarily Major League Soccer. Well, maybe they're asking for too much money, but it's not necessarily Major League Soccer's fault, That it is Wes Eden's fault that he is not either. One of the two things, either A has balked at the expansion fee or B has balked at the idea of paying for the stadium for however much his 20,000 or 30,000 seat stadium was going to cost. And that I a hundred percent believe, I believe if, if today he said, I'm paying the expansion fee, I'm paying in full for the stadium. I think we'd have an announcement by next week or something like that within, you know, a few days. What do you think think about
0: 35,000 San Diego? Does that sound right?
2: Um, probably a little big, but but on the right side, the right in the right ballpark, if that market supports it. I mean, Se- Seattle had sixty-five thousand people there last night. Granted, that was a final.